Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time, a very special episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler here, along with James Grayson. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, James. So glad to have you here. Um, Everybody knows that on this show we talk about the things that Milo loved, and although middle school and high school boys probably don't talk this way to each other quite so often, but James is definitely on the list of things that Milo loved, and it's a pleasure to have have you here today, James. Happy to be here. Excited. Yeah, it should be really fun. So we're hoping that you can shed some light uh, on some of the stories that we've talked about on the show in the past, and... I'm going to try to get out of your way and let you tell us some of your favorite Milo stories. But I would like to ask you to just explain how you met Milo and your connection to him, and then we'll be off and running. Um, so I met Milo. We went to the same middle school, MS-51. Um, we were in the same sixth grade class. So I actually met Milo the first day of sixth grade, actually before school even started. So pretty much my my first experience at 51 was meeting Milo. I remember at the turf because we all lined up uh, before before class started. I remember he had these black and blue like Kobe Nike shoes, and nobody in my friend group from elementary school like had any like like shoes like that. So I remember being like, okay, this is a this is a new this is a new arena. I gotta I gotta <laughs> I gotta adjust. I gotta get some some cool shoes quick. Um, but yeah, in sixth grade we were in the same class. We were good friends, but never on the same level that we um, like ended up being. It wasn't until. Seventh grade, um, when we, although we were in different classes in seventh grade, we I became really close with Milo and the rest of his friend group um, when we were on the same 78th uh, precinct basketball league, which is a, a, a local a local league. But our coach was Daryl, and I remember we had our first practice at the MS51 basketball courts outside, and we all pulled it up. And I just remember Milo had already known a lot of the the people on the team. The kids either from the his elementary school through twenty one or just from the neighborhood, but I remember like the first practice. There's a, there was already like a a community type of vibe, right. and um, I I just kind of I was like okay yeah I'm digging this I I I, I could get behind this. I do um, remember I, if I could I do remember that team and I do remember Milo telling me about you going into the draft. What I would do. Um, after evaluations is I would review with either Max or Milo, whosever team it was that I was coaching, and I would say, are there any kids you'd like me to avoid? We won't mention those names, but are there any (laughs) kids you'd like me to target and try to get them on the team? And Milo, I remember him saying the name James Grayson way back then when you guys were in seventh grade as somebody who was a guy who he had known a little bit in middle school, really liked, thought that he would be good friends with, and was also obviously a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if I would have been as close with some of my best friends to this day if, if, I, if I hadn't been drafted to that team. So forever forever grateful for that. But, yeah, I remember Milo, there was a lot of lefties on that team. So Milo was a lefty. I'm a lefty. Eamon Shukrane and Ellis Bury, both lefties. Right. And I think a couple more. But, um, yeah, I remember playing us, the, the other team would just be, yeah, to just push them right. <laughs> now, is that the yeah. year? Did we go to the finals that year? Or was that? I uh, think we, that was the year we went to the finals. Yeah. And, um, 
Yes, because that was the year Charlie Naxon, shout out Charlie, wasn't on the team but came to like every practice or every yes, game. Yes. One of them showed up in a suit and we said that he was uh, uh, the like a, a coach. Um, but yeah, that, 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 was a, that was a really good year. But that's when I knew that, uh, I mean, even just Charlie showing up not being on the team, that's when I knew that like Milo's friend group, who some of them went to 321 and some of them just Brooklyn kids, was already like really close and just I kind of like fell in love with that friend group hanging out with them in practice and then more and more in school. And um, yeah, I mean, since then, it's my, my best friends to, to this day. So um, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for, for that, that basketball team, I would have maybe chilling out with some, some losers instead. Yeah, but, <laughs> so um, for our listening audience who's, who's unfamiliar with the Brooklyn school system or the New York City school system, even though James and Milo lived near one another, they went to different elementary schools, then went to the same middle school, and then went to different high schools. I've mentioned on the podcast before that Milo and his middle school friends really stayed very close throughout high school. Certainly some of them had separate social lives in high school, but those boys and girls, young men and young women, really remained very close even after they went to high school. And James and Milo and some of the other names that we've certainly mentioned here and in previous episodes of the podcast were in that core group very much. Mm-hmm. Definitely close, close-knit group of guys. And I... I think one of the the reasons we we were so close, many of them, but um, one of them was that Daryl would host Sunday uh, Sunday fantasy football uh, parties every every weekend at the Kessler's house. So every every Sunday, I would be like, "Mom, I'm going over to Milo's, watching the games," and uh, uh, just by a few weeks into the season, my mom knew not to like plan anything on on right. Sundays because. Right. I had to go. My my mom would be like, no, you know, just this once, can we go into the city? We do it like I really want to do something. And I would have to explain to her that like every Sunday, Milo's throwing like a, a Thanksgiving type of like holiday. And it really <laughs> did feel like a holiday because like the whole week, you're just thinking about one thing like that, that, that Sunday. That's how much uh, we, we took uh, the fantasy football seriously. We would go over um, to, to the Kesslers and sit down on the couch. Daryl will make uh, you know famous pasta and uh, with the sausage and meatballs and order a pizza and we just sit down for like seven eight hours and just watch all the games in a row and just yeah a really fun time but it was pretty much like a holiday every weekend a lot of fun yeah, yeah. and it was fun for you and believe me some of the greatest times in my life were cooking up a big pot of meatballs and pasta as you mm-hmm. remember or ribs or chili and having Milo's friends Max's friends over to the house and just eating and watching football. And one thing Milo loved is if you're watching football long enough without moving and that sign comes on the TV that says like, are you still there? <laughs> Going <laughs> to yeah. shut down automatically. Like that's when you knew it was That's a good Sunday. Know, yeah, and I was, locked in. You watch Red Zone for locked eight hours in. and didn't even move. You know, yeah. you, uh, really unbelievable. Those mm-hmm. are great memories for me as well. And it was always great, great, great to have mm-hmm. you guys here. Um, some folks have also, who, some folks who have listened to this podcast consistently have also heard me mention James' name a couple of times. And James joined during COVID, uh, our family, me, Max, and Alana, and Milo in the Berkshires with Max's girlfriend, Lacey Ferret. And it was a great, great experience to be with you during COVID. It was great to get out of the house. It was great to get out of Brooklyn. It was great to get out of the city generally. And then it was great to be with you for a couple of days. We were isolated, but we made the best of, uh, of a difficult situation, but it was great to be together. Yeah, I mean, really fun time having been locked in the in the house for for months and then being able to chill with Milo and and you guys for a week up up a you know somewhere other than my room was you know unimaginably fun yeah um but 
one thing I, I really remember at that show, we got we got up to a lot. We had some blueberry pancakes. Yep. Played some some corn toss. Yep. Um was we went one of my favorite parts, we went to this this lake nearby and um, I think it might have been mentioned at an earlier podcast that both me and Milo are very, very poor swimmers. Um, <laughs> if you throw us into the ocean, I don't know what would, it, what would happen. We're both uh, city, city kids, didn't, never got the, the freestyle right. But um, we went to this this lake nearby up in the Berkshires, and we were playing spike ball, if anybody's familiar with that, um, just like a, a backyard game. And then we ended up throwing the ball in the in the lake because there was like a shallow area where me and Milo would chill while everybody everybody else at the at the at the lake would go over and actually swim but we were throwing the ball around and somehow the ball got away and into the deep part and it was about like maybe less than three four feet away from like where we could still stand on our tippy toes without having having to actually (laughs) swim and we neither of us like we just looked at each other we were like oh no because <laughs> like it, it literally would probably like take like less than two seconds to to like tread water and go over there and get it but it was nice like that both of us were in the same position like we had a mu- mutual understanding that like we're not getting this ball like <laughs> whatever happens but like we will not get this ball um and then i think these nice these two nice ladies that clearly saw that we were we were in big trouble um like reaching out for a ball a few feet away for like five literally for like five minutes and not knowing what to do um they swam over and they got it they got it for us but yeah it was a pretty pretty silly moment yeah, yeah. I, I, I do remember that i do remember that i have in my mind that it was like a little kid who swam out there but yeah. i don't think that's right i think it was yeah. a couple of adults at least they were adults who went in and swam in the water yeah. um, but that, that really really was a great trip and then people who also um, also people have listened to the podcast have heard me talk about uh, Rockaway Beach and a famous trip to Rockaway Beach, and I believe you were on that trip, mm-hmm. and maybe can shed a little light about what uh, went down and what the idea was and how it uh, how it came about. We were we were we were scheming. We were feeling really mischievous as as youths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we thought part of the so we we all texted our parents that we were sleeping over at Soren's. Shout out Soren, and uh, we. Uh, <laughs> We ended up watching like uh, the Simpsons until like 3 a.m. in the morning, and then took the train. Went to 7-Eleven, each got like a coffee or like a Red Bull, and then took the train like one and a half hours, two hours to to Rockaway Beach to see the sunrise there. And we when we got there, it was still dark, so we were like uh, uh, we have to just chill here for like an hour. But um, yeah, just watch the sunrise, um, threw around the football, played played some some catch, and. Uh, got up to some some other mischievous um things but really just had a fun time um and then i remember the the train ride back i think me and milo both took a nap on the train because we were just so so exhausted um but yeah a really really fun time i think part of the allure was in the uh the the we should not be doing this as yeah. as so much of being a kid is um the the but listening to the previous podcast, hearing that Alana knew the entire time that we were there <laughs> is uh, pretty ironic because we thought we were we, we had really gone away with the heist. So it's pretty funny that we didn't at all. But yeah, yeah. find my phone is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, find my phone yeah. is a bitch. No question yeah. about that. There's <laughs> For no question. Sure. For sure. Now you and Milo also uh, spent a lot of time together at the Brooklyn Armory, mm-hmm. which is basically a large gym that has, in addition to workout equipment. Uh, basketball courts and I think a pool mm-hmm. or at least a pool affiliated with it you guys just as a twosome would play a lot of basketball there and hang out there quite a bit yeah all, all the time um 
could could always rely on Milo if I texted him like you want to go hoop or I just text him one word like armory and he would just text back one word yep and then we we go because unless he was he had like some plans he was locked in he would, unless like you know he had to be somewhere he was always down to go run some 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 ball and um yeah I mean as I previously said we're both lefties we end up getting a little bit of a of a um like known for being the the two lefties yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but ran yeah for years a lot a lot of games a lot of pickup there made some friends yeah you know. yeah and I have to mention you know James uh, joined Milo's rec basketball team when they were both in seventh grade mm-hmm. but I had the great fortune of having James join my team a number of years in a row after that I would always seek James out in the draft because by that time. He and Milo and Milo's other friends were such great friends. The problem was, I hope I'm not going to embarrass James here, James is such a good natural athlete, and he's so earnest and good-natured that he was one of the few kids who would go to the evaluations and actually kind of try his hardest. And it would be immediately obvious to all the coaches that here was this great athlete who was a lefty, who was big and strong, and every year I had to like select James earlier and earlier and earlier in the draft. Um, but whatever it took we would always select james it was always it was always great to have you on the team of course it was, it was great so much fun yeah. so 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 many memories i remember you telling me um one of the one of the the days of when all the coaches come together and draft telling telling me and ben and charlie and um Eamon and that we we were on the team it was um but i remember you said it at i think it was milo's birthday at dinosaur barbecue that makes sense which i have to give a shout out as just so much fun i remember um we would do these drafts of like fantasy drafts of like the most random random things like the best cereal i think it was mentioned in previous podcasts but just had a lot of fun um and then so years later we did a draft of the best days of the year and i remember somebody took instead of their own birthday, they took Milo's birthday <laughs> because <laughs> it was just so much fun. We'd all go to Dinosaur Barbecue and get like three servings of the family, the family ribs, uh, just, yes. <laughs> just uh, pig out and just have a blast and watch like college football. Um, but yeah, those were, those were some fun summer, summer days. Also, everybody was coming back from camp. So it was a couple like a couple of people's first time seeing them in months, but yeah, really fun time, really yeah. fun time. Well, yeah. those were every bit as much fun for Alana and me and Milo and Max as it was for you guys, it, it um, it's great to hear that you guys were having such a good oh, yeah, time. We sometimes were. it felt Believe like me, we were we doing were. it for our own, <laughs> for our own benefit because we had so much fun being around you guys. We really did. Yeah, it was a, it was a blast. Yeah. And then of course, a lot of those same guys who played basketball together also eventually played flag football together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely had some some fun nights because what would happen is the flag football season was in the fall, um, so that happened to coincide with the actual NFL season. So it would be like Saturday night, the, the, the group of guys would all take the, take the bus over to the, the fields. And if, if anybody doesn't know the fields were right, like these piers, six fields or something like that, right on the water where you could see Manhattan. So really beautiful place. And then, um, we'd have our practice, have our game, all the parents would show up. It'd be really fun. And then we'd go back to, you know, the, the Kessler's house or the, the Naxon sleepover at Charlie's and we'd wake up the next morning and then watch like the, the NFL games. It'd just be like this whole marathon of football and friends and food and, you know, just a, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break here and I uh, hope James can stick around where we'll record 
at least one more episode of Milo Time with you, James. I hope you'll stick around. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, um, I'm not going to say my usual uh, parting words, which is join us again when we talk about uh, the list of things Milo loved, because we have one of those things with us who's going to stick around for a second episode. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. Stay with us.